Sit down. So some of you may not know this, but I plan to go to UNCW and major in creative writing, which is kind of crazy because <clears throat> this sermon was so hard to write. So I don't know if I can go through with that because there were so many different aspects of this church that I considered while I was writing this. The word sermon is super intense. I mean, it's like I've heard ones that have made me, well, made my mom cry and made me laugh and sit there afterwards thinking, wow, I need to reread the Bible because that I didn't understand that at all. And what was it even about? But I kind of dropped the word sermon and just imagined I was writing a little letter to everybody in this church because the word church means a lot to me because of this building. Well, because of the things in it. Even though these 20-something walls are like, amazing and beautiful, and it all started here. It's not my church. My church are the scars on my feet, because I tried to wear chacos for the first time for a week in Cuba. Um, I mean, my church is the coal that's still in my hair from the war paint in Canuga, even though I took like four, 500 showers. But, and it's countless other things. It's the mud on my jeans after we went caving, that I threw away right afterwards. It's hiking we've done, it's the free bagels Millie's bought us. It's just everything that means something to me in this building and outside. But, I mean, you all are my church. Addie's my church, Millie's my church, even Ethan's my church. <laughs> but. Even when I go to college and I inevitably stop going because sleeping in is my church, I'm gonna still carry things with me from here. Things like, I'm not gonna be able to look at shaving cream without tasting it in my mouth because of Ethan. <laughs> and I'm not gonna be able to hear an organ without thinking of Kyle and just singing la 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 because I didn't want to read from the hymnal. And it's just, it's, it's everything that this church has meant to me when I started in eighth grade. And I cried about it because I did not want to go to Sunday school. And I didn't even like Addie that much back then, so there wasn't much in it for me. And it's, it's all these people, all of you. I probably haven't talked to a lot of you, but you all mean a lot to me because you were there for me growing up. And you watched me whisper things to my mom that made her say, Emma, stop. And you watched me maybe cry. I don't know. Definitely saw my mom cry. And all saw me grow up to get even more beautiful. And, and that means a lot. You saw me get confirmed. And that was important to me. And I remember saying to my mom that I was going to get confirmed for the community. That maybe faith didn't mean as much to me as others, but it was everyone here. It was what the roof over this building is. It's that that I counted like 20 times during the Christmas practice because it was so long. And I mean, the church is with me wherever I go. When I'll walk past the church, maybe in UNC, and I'll say, oh, that's not half as pretty as my church. And people ask me if what religion means to me, what my faith means to me, and I'll tell them 
that maybe I'm not always going to believe that there's someone out there looking out for me all the time, because life's hard. But I will believe that this is always waiting for me. And when I'm in the water, UNCW, I'll be here too, because that's how much this place means to me, and all of you. So, thank you. Hey. <laughs> Thank you, Emma, for that sparkling introduction. <laughs> I'm Ethan, and those of you that know me know that today is truly a special day. This is the first time my mom's ever let me use a microphone unsupervised. <laughs> but like Emma, I struggled writing this sermon. I wanted it to be good. I wanted it to appropriately reflect the impact this community has had on me. I had too much I wanted to say, too many thoughts running around in my head, which is not a problem I'm used to having. The other night, as I lay in my bed, started cycling through previous senior sermons, trying to decipher some sort of common thread to help me focus in on what I wanted to say. But the more I analyzed, the lack of similarities became more and more apparent. The only thing that unified these sermons were that they were all unique. And as I became even more exasperated, I realized that says more about all souls than I ever could. No two senior sermons are the same because all souls doesn't impact any two people in the same way. I don't think that this diversity of thought is a coincidence. Everyone gets something different out of this dynamic community of mentors and peers. It promotes open-mindedness and a willingness to be challenged that is truly unique for an institution of this kind. Besides the numerous official outreach programs, perhaps the most prominent part of this support system is the unofficial aura of positivity and genuine empathy. All Souls' versatility is reflected in the firsts this community has provided me. The first time I spoke publicly was at Brian Cole's going away party. My first exposure to social justice work is through Church of the Advocate and in my, fifth, my journey to Selma, Alabama for the 50th anniversary of the Voting Rights Act. Even as a kid, I learned how to be a big brother by the way the big kids treated me on this very playground. I'm confident that I would not be the person I am today if it weren't for all souls in this community. Brian Cole's poem inspired me to pick up public speaking and eventually become a nationally competitive congressional debater. My work with Church of the Advocate laid the groundwork for me to become lead intern for the North Carolina Democratic Party. And you can double check this with Lucas and Marshall, but I think I'm a pretty good big brother too, at least most of the time. Now, I've been going to this church since before I can remember. Needless to say, I've heard a lot of senior sermons. And I can't speak for everyone, but I know at least for me, I tend to only remember one thing from each senior sermon. With that in mind, I'd like to pose this question. Why are you a Christian? Why are you here today? Why aren't you a Muslim, a Buddhist, or an atheist? Oftentimes, simple questions like these are the ones that aren't ever asked. 
And I think it's incredibly important to ask these fundamental questions because we as humans are sums of our experiences. In a few months, I'm headed to Rhodes College in Memphis, Tennessee, where I hope to continue down the path of critical thinking and introspection that this community has started me on. I want to thank you for the years you have put into helping me grow and succeed. I have no idea where I'll be in 10 years, but I'll always know where I came from, and that's this community. Thank you. Those are hard to follow. I have never been a very religious person. I know that's probably a terrible way to start out a sermon, but there you go. <clears throat> Growing up in Asheville, among hippies and drum circles, I have not found many frequent churchgoers. In fact, in many parts of my school, I found the word religion means conservatism. It represents myths and magical thinking. It means homophobia and ex exclusivity, ideas our city profoundly and infamously opposes. Granted, I still like, feel like my church represents wholeness, openness, and acceptance. These were two very strong influences in my life growing up, and I've had a very difficult time interpreting them. Despite this, I've always wondered, what do people do without church? Aside from the religion aspect, which I will forever grapple with, this building, like they said, represents a community. People from all walks of life gathering in one place for a common cause. It invites long-lasting friendships with people you wouldn't normally talk to. Connections unattainable at school and character you can't build logging service hours. I remember the walks around the lake once a year at Canuga, being paired with an older kid, and eventually being the older kid, listening to all the girls sing about the fairy houses that they were going to build the next day. I remember the pancake breakfasts and the wreath makings on Wednesdays before Advent. I remember the feeling of elation when I found an Easter egg that no one else could see on the front lawn, and as I got older, stuffing eggs for all the new little kids. I remember Babby taking me into the third grade Sunday school room for the very first time. I was crying. I remember being nine years old and joining the Acolyte team. Although no, not quite as exciting these days, back then it made me feel really important. It meant that I could lead people, and play a part in something that was a lot bigger than I was. I remember praying for all the people in the prisons when Todd or Brian said the prayers of the people, because I believed that they didn't have anyone praying for them. I remember feeling special because all the little kids wanted to include me in their games involving chasing down boys, which likely ended with us hiding in the girls' bathroom so they couldn't find us. I can't remember a time when I didn't come to this church every Sunday. Between the church and my home, I have been given two amazing places and communities where I have taken root. When I was 14, Millie suggested that a group of us get confirmed, a process where I had to take control of what I believed and make a commitment to the church that did not involve my parents. I spent a long time contemplating. I thought about the Bible. I thought about what it teaches. I thought about Jesus walking on water and how science tells us that humans are so big that the force of gravity overcomes the so-called surface tension of water making us sink. I thought about how we recite the same sentences every single Sunday. 
I thought about how when we say words in our heads, it says to reach some mystical force in the universe that grants wishes. None of it made a whole lot of sense to me. Through listening to people and accepting that my confusion was always going to be somewhat permanent, I reached several decisions. Even though I didn't agree with everything that the readings say, I could still listen to the sermons and hear things that inspired me. I decided that the Bible could be filled with lessons and teachings that people can hear, appreciate, and apply to their own lives. And even though I didn't believe God was a person sitting up in the sky, I knew that in some sense He could be with me and represent a better version of myself that I am constantly trying to achieve. When I went to Church of the Advocate for the very first time, I went in scared and not knowing what to expect. When I came home, I talked to my mom for a really long time. I had what she likes to call big feelings. What I found there, to me, was unlike anything I had ever seen or experienced in my very affluent life. Everyone was in the same boat. They didn't see color, race, or status. They all struggled the same. There were no fancy robes. There was no altar. People usually brought their pets. There was no sermon made by a priest. There was no us and them. We were all just people. I loved listening to everyone recount their experiences and watch them be affected by the words in the scripture. When I went to Cuba, I had a very similar experience. I was stunned when I saw how similar we were to people that were nothing like us, and how even barriers of language had no effect on how close we were able to become with people who lived 752 miles away. It is because of experiences like this that I have figured out what I want to do with the rest of my life. I love telling people that I go to the fancy church in Biltmore Village with the beautiful front lawn and the amazing stained glass. I am honored to be part of this community and to grow up in such an open space. I am honored to watch the children come up on every first and third Sunday to mess up the altar and discreetly fight over who gets to hold the bread and wine. I have been privileged. I have been changed by this building. In three weeks, I will graduate high school and take all of my experiences here into the next chapter of my life. Everything I am and hope to become, I have seen manifested by people here. I have never been a very religious person, but from this church, I have learned faith. I have been grounded, and most importantly, I have been inspired. Thank you.